Yo, 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 what is up? It's your girl Tina Moore here. Um, I'll give you a little bit of background information about who I am, what I do, what's my occupation, and um, I'll get into what my podcast is really about. So my full name is Christina Lynn Moore. I was born and raised in Manassas. No, I was born in Fairfax, Virginia, raised in Manassas, Virginia all my life. I'm 26 years old. I almost completed an associate's degree. And um, I love to sing. I'm a lover of the performing arts. Um, Fun fact about me is that I was so good, even in high school, that I was um, going to go to Duke Ellington Performing Arts High School in DC. But because of my grades being low, it didn't happen for me. So, you know, that was my bad on my end. But um, basically I grew up singing in the church. You know, I fell in love with music at a young age. Um, I started liking music before I started liking, you know, boys and men, (laughs) to be honest. Um, So basically how I got started in music, grew up singing in church in the choir, singing solos. I grew up in the Kojic church. I'm trying to think about it. Uh, so I would sing around the house. I would get in my parents' nerves. Still do. But it's a lot better and a lot more trained. But, um, you know, I would sing around the house. And I remember one year we moved to Chicago for a year. And I was singing so loud and so crazy that my dad got mad and said, Get down, girl. Stop singing and being so loud. Excuse me. So, you know, um, once I got to a certain age, once I became a teenager, my parents really discovered my voice, like it coming into my own. So I, so I started singing a lot better. They started to really hear a true gift and some talent. So they put me in vocal lessons with a um, opera music vocalist named Angela Knight. And she is a beautiful Italian, I mean, gorgeous hair like gorgeous everything gorgeous voice and she went to a music conservatory school um, and she completed her degree in music and vocal teaching from george mason university so i worked with her for about eight years um basically it it built up my stamina my confidence and it basically nourished my gift and my talent and she was like a mentor to me as well in life and not just musically. So I sung with her and recited for about eight years. Basically, it'll be every summer. We will get dressed up. All her students will get dressed up and sing a song of their choice. And we will all sing our favorite songs, like cover songs. Anyone in music knows what cover songs are. So every year we would basically sing in a church and sing in her recitals. And one year I sung at, look, I've done a lot of, things in my musical history, so it might be kind of long, so brace yourself. So I've sung at the Hilton Performing Arts Center here in Manassas, Virginia. I sung with young students, um, her other young students as I got a bit older and got into college. I sung a solo with her at Hilton Performing Arts Center in the Merchant Hall, and anyone who's been there knows the Merchant Hall is the biggest theater in the building. Also, like maybe a little bit after or during I was having lessons with her, like once I started to leave, I joined KPAC, which is Creative and Performing Arts Center for young people. I'll be real, no shade, it is for young, young urban, like black kids, but anyone, they have, you know, white people. I mean, anyone can join, anyone can be a part of the play, anyone can be a part of the Performing Arts Center. 
of any race. It's not just catered to African-American people. It's catered to anyone who loves the arts. But it's just, K-Pac is known for doing a lot of things with the culture. That's honest truth. Um, so I did one play with them, and I found out about them from a church friend who um, had a daughter who did ballet and dance, but she wasn't hip-hop. She was a classically, classically trained ballet dancer. So it was basically um, the play they did. The first play I've done with them was called Dancing in the Wings by Miss Debbie Allen. She's a well-known producer, screenwriter, choreographer, all the above. Um, fame, I'm going to live forever, you know. And um, basically, to me, it was a dream come true. Yes, it was a community play. Yes, it was only $15 to see. But the reason why it was a dream come true, not because she wrote the play and wrote the script, it's because I grew up singing. I'm not saying I grew up reading her book. I love Dancing in the Wings, and I had her and her daughter in the picture on the book. So Dancing in the Wings book is about a young girl who has real big feet, gets made fun of for her big feet, but has a lot of talent when it comes to dancing and ballet and classical and all that stuff. So basically the the play is an adaption of the book, which basically is like the book coming to life musically. With singing, dancing, acting, you got hip hop in there, you got this and that. So you might ask me, Tina, what was your role in the Dancing in the Wings play? So I, KPAC does auditions. Every community theater, you do auditions. You can't just walk up in there and say, I can sing, so give me a part. Everyone has to audition, period. They can't just, because they need to see where they need to place you in the play. So I auditioned, I made it through, and I became the backup singer for the uncle who was a plumber, something. I don't remember everything, but all I know is I was a plumette. So I sung backup, plumber, yeah, show you. So... I sung back up in Dancing in the Wings. We did about four shows. We had to wear these cute Tina Turner ruffle dresses. And I loved every minute of it, but I did let Debbie Downers get in my head. Therefore, I didn't do the whiz, which was stupid, but I definitely would again. And there's other things that come into play. Then I've done another play with them called Locomotion. That was another children's book. Um, they adapted into like a musical type of play. But I've done way more acting than singing, so. It was very, very different. It was a different element for me because I have taken a lot of theater and acting classes in high school and college, but this was like on a different level acting, like opening up the show acting, like 30,000 lines acting. It was just a lot, but I enjoyed it. and got a lot of compliments. Wow, you did so good. You know how to act, you know how to act. Um, so those are the two plays I did. I've won overall. I have four awards. I've won two Decades Awards, one Madame Tussauds Award, and one Crown Award. Um, I've won over 10 certificates for my performing arts work with KPAC and with singing with Miss Angela. Um, also, what else have I done? Oh, so there's two apps I sing on constantly, which is Smell app. I have very low followers on that, but the recording is very amazing. Then on another app, Star Maker app, I have 2.6K followers, which is the most followers I've had on any social media platform, especially when it comes to music. So 
I reached my goals. My goals was to at least get to 2,000, but I got to 2,600, and I called them my sweethearts fan base, and I worked really hard to get that high. I mean, I probably could get more, but it would take a lot of time and a lot of hard work to get more followers on there. So it could be tough when you're a small artist. Um, also, one day I hope to open up a for real record label of my own called Music Longevity Records. Um, nobody else has that name. I came up with that name on my own. God gave me that name. I was very creative and said, you know what? That's the label I'm going to call my record label. My record company, Music Longevity. Music Longevity. You know, that's that's the record label I want to have one day. Um, I am engaged to a lovely man I met in church. He's tall, dark, and handsome, beautiful. He played football at his college. He graduated and got a bachelor's degree. And he's smart and fine. And we're very in love. Um, and But before I met him, I'll be real, I was out here, you know, doing what I was doing. <laughs> so, you know, I have four kids by different men before I met my fiance, Donovan. And um, we're about to have a our child together, our daughter. So before I met him and started dating him and all that stuff, I have four different baby daddies. So my four kids' names are, wait, no, I have four or five kids. Five, I'm sorry. So in high school, I got pregnant and had a daughter. So I was 16 and pregnant. The, the guy was no good, he was a dick, you know. He didn't respect me now, but you know, I fell into lust. We had sex and I got pregnant at 16 and I named her Chanel and I kept her. And eventually I did graduate high school after having a child. Then a little later in my 20s, I started meeting some men in school. And I'll be honest, I was a bit promiscuous. And then I had my second daughter, Krista with Lewis. And then a year later I had my third daughter, Chantilly with a guy named um, what's his name? Andrew. Then I had my fourth son two years after him with a guy named Ronald. He's one of my ex-boyfriends. We were together for a very short while. Then I had a child with him, Carson, which is my only son. And then my last boyfriend, Nate. I had a daughter with him named Crystal. So, you know, I have toddlers, I have babies, I have teenage daughters. So, I'm only 26, but, you know, I've been around and whatnot, and I do have five lovely kids. My oldest is 17. She's about to graduate and go to college. And my youngest is about two. And then I have a five-year-old. So, I'm pretty busy. But, you know, I do what I, do what I got to do. Um, I need to get back out there singing more musically because because of the virus, I can't even go see a play, you know. So I feel like it's not even me being secluded or isolated. I can't even see a play anywhere. I can't even see K-Pac's performances. And I would love to go see them in a play. They're literally five minutes from me. So I would love to see K-Pac and get back with them. And I mean, doing K-Pac shows and stuff is easy. It's just me getting in the way of myself and letting negative thoughts and negative saying of other people get in my head hold me back from my best potential but um whenever that opens up I definitely do want to get back to k for sure
and not thinking of the negative. Oh, it's kitty. Oh, it's a, it's an outlet. Anywhere, whether you can sing in a community play at church, that's an outlet. Whether you get discovered or not, that's letting your talent be seen. That's that's some advice. That's the advice I give to myself first and foremost, and tell myself. But other young artists who are trying to make it or build up their confidence when it comes to singing in front of people, have an outlet. Join a community play. Join a community choir. Sing with your choir. I've been very lacking on that. You know, I'm very rusty when it comes to that. But I will get back into it once this virus slows down, and I'll take that serious. Um, Again, even if I have to sing at a boring church, it's an outlet. I'll get over. I'll get used to it. I'm going to be all right because you have to be confident in in the um, gifts God gave you and not have fear because that's not a good thing. Fear can hold a lot of people back from their best potential. And I can't have fear hold me back. I know I have a unique gift, and no one will know if I just sing at home. Um, but... Um, Others do know, but if you stop going, they're like, well, I can't do, I can't make her come to the play. I can't make her come sing. I can't make her do this and that. So I'm going to stop letting negativity and doubt get in my head and get in my way and try to take the three spiritual thingies Ayala was talking about, into, and you know, as part of my journey. Um, so let's see. I'm a single mother to five kids. I am engaged to a lovely man. I am a singer, songwriter, and actress. Look, you can say that. I have a website on Wix. Basically, if you go on my website, wixchristinamore.com, you'll see my whole biography. It's very long. It's amazing. It's, you know, it, it took me years to get to where I'm at now, but I have a long way to go as well. Um, and, it's, and it's with bringing my confidence back in the public eye when it comes to my music, um, when it comes to my singing basically you know showcasing my talent that's what you need to do um i'm trying to think of what else about me i have a lovely fiance i already talked about him you know um yeah we're gonna we're gonna get married in the end of july no i think july 14th or 18th um but yeah so i'm a singer songwriter actress and i can say for sure i'm an actress because Look, if you paid $5.50 to come see me in a play, you're an actor. If anyone pays to see you, whether it's $10, whether it's $13, whether it's $2, you're an actor. You're an actor. You're an actress. You know, you are a professional. K-Pack is very professional. It's so professional that I can't audition for another play until I get headshots. That's how good deep it's getting. That's how serious it's getting. Because look, I've done shows with them for a few years. We never needed headshots. We never needed resumes. All we just had to do was audition. Now it's getting to be like a real theater. Anyone who does community theater, off-Broadway theater, Broadway theater, it, they don't care if you've done five Broadway shows. You better bring your portfolio and your headshot or else you're not going to audition. So things are really getting down to the wire, and I'm excited about that because I take pretty good photos, but basically before I do any community theater, I have to get headshots, so this is getting real. Um, also, trying to think what else about myself. I can talk a lot. Ooh, excuse me, Jesus. Um, I have one younger brother. 
who's a bit younger than me, went to Penn State. Um, he's into law. I have one little dog brother who's nuts. I have two parents who are educated. My mother's a pharmacist. My dad works with the FAA, the government. He has a small business. I work with him, and it is where we sell aircraft parts and all that good stuff. I really can't get into the logistics of Nova Enterprises because I, I'm still figuring it out. But all I know is we count parts and it has something to do with aircraft. Um, I have on both sides, so on my mother's side, I'm the oldest daughter. No, I'm the oldest granddaughter. On my dad's side, I'm one of the youngest granddaughters. So that's very unique, interesting. Um, also, I'm related to Motown legend Marvin Gaye from my grandmother's side. Um, I have no reason to lie about that. I have enough. I have enough gifting that I don't have to lie about that. Um, what else? Trust me, we're going to get into some topics that I want to talk about on my podcast. So I'm just trying to let you know a little bit more about me, who I am, and what I do. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else. Anything else I've done? I've been to Madame Tussauds, Wax Figure. I mean, I met so many celebrity wax figures. It's ridiculous. It's a list. And I don't have, we don't have all night <laughs> to say the list. But if you go on my website, you'll see it. Um, I'm still a small artist. Not yet signed, not yet discovered. But I am an artist. If you sing, you got followers for singing, even if, if it's 200. You're a singer. You're an artist. Even if you're a cover artist, you're an artist. I put out tons of original songs and original music. And let's see. I like rom-com. I like comedy. I like romantic movies. I like serious movies. I like sitcoms that are funny. I love being feminine. I love having my having my nails and hair done all the time. I do my own nails and hair. I do my own makeup. I do all of it. Okay, um, I, I'm very into fashion and beauty. Um, and I'm fun fact about me: I'm only five three. So yeah, I'm a shorty. Might not seem like it, but only five three. I'm in my mid twenties, twenty six. About to get married. Hopefully, I can go to my first Essence Fest next year. Look, if I save up, save up enough money to go to Essence Fest and experience it, whether it's good or bad, I'm definitely going to do a podcast on it. You know, keep it real. But it depends on next year and this virus. A lot of things have changed, and I think that's all about me, really. I like drama. I used to love reality shows. I used to love The Housewives. But I stopped. It's too much. Um, And I'm a humble chick. So that's all about me. So now, this is one of 2.3 Magic in the Air. And if you heard my trailer, I said we talk about anything and everything, every different topics that's going on in the world. Dealing with political things, dealing with love, marriage, kids, friendships, relationships, goals, education. There's a lot of stuff I left out that we talk about. But I don't want to end this podcast without talking about some topic besides me 
Because I don't want people, even if I had two listeners, I don't want them to say, man, this girl went on for 30 minutes by herself and didn't even talk about topics. Look, I'm going to bring up a topic. So the topic I want to bring up today, which is very touchy, (coughs) excuse me, which is very touchy, is the topic of cheating. So I'm lucky enough. No, actually, yeah, I have been cheating on. Actually, what am I talking about? I had a cheating scandal happen years ago. Um, he was one of my ex-boyfriends. We almost got married, but it didn't happen. And I'm shocked we didn't have a child together because, you know. So he's one of my ex-boyfriends named Jason. We went out here, we went out there. And we were together for about two and a half years. He even proposed over the phone, like through text. I don't know who does that, <laughs> but he did. And, um, you know, we were getting pretty serious and I found love, you know, with him and with each other. And I find out he cheats on me. And you thinking, dang, I mean, how many women? Just guess this, listen to this, this is juicy. He cheats on me with not just one girl, two. And you're like, oh wow, two girls. I mean, I know people who've done worse. No, it wasn't just two girls. He cheated on me with twins, twin hoes, that everybody knew were twin hoes. And he still pursued to cheat on me with them anyway. So I'm like, you know, how dare he cheat on me with these twin girls? You know, and he's, first he lied about it, then he told me the truth, then he was in denial, then he lied again, and then he told the truth, and then he tried to fight for me back. He would text and blow up my phone. Ladies, I don't know if y'all dealt with it in your past relationships, current relationships, but if a man cared about you or, you know, felt hard, they will text and blow your phone up. Oh my gosh. And I, look, I talk about other past relationships where my phone was blowing up like crazy, but with Jason, like, he would blow my phone up with Texas text. Just texting, texting me. I'm so sorry, baby. I want you back. I want you back. Like, I didn't mean to cheat. I didn't mean to cheat. It was just, it was ridiculous. I was like, you know, I was very hurt by it. And um, I did take him back, but the trust was so gone that the relationship did not work. So eventually we moved on our separate ways and we stayed friends for a while. But it was even hard to become his friends, friend because I know feelings were still involved. But, man, I mean, twin girls, like, I mean, my thing is, it's really deep when you find out your partner cheats with relatives. I mean, people who are related to each other, they cheat with both of them. It's like, where is your, I mean, where is your sense? You know, some people are like, oh, girl, Tina, you can't judge. You got five different baby daddies and you got a sixth one on the way you finally going to marry and blah, 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 you've been out here in these streets, you can't talk. Yeah, I understand. I'm not saying I could fully judge, but at the same time, if you in a committed relationship and you cheat on, cheat with, on me with twins, girls who are sisters, um, we're gonna have an issue. So, you know, I never, I never cheated in a relationship, but it definitely happened to me with him. So I only had one situation where he cheated on me, and. In the past, the guy who knocked me up in high school, he was he was strange because our relationship wasn't, like, serious. But we found Telus and had sex, you know, and created a child. 
And he would say stuff, make jokes like, oh, you cheating on me? You cheating on me, baby? You cheating on me with him? And I would just literally be talking to his friend or acquaintance in the class. Like, how is that cheating on you? Well, we weren't that serious. And he was abusive physically, verbally, mentally, made fun of me, but then wanted to sleep with me. So I've been through so much in relationships that it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, And my thing is, would you stay or would you leave? In my case, I stayed, then I left. Other people, they leave and don't come back. Other people stay and never leave. And my thought about that is, you know, naturally it's very easy to judge people who stay. But look, when you fall in love with someone and even if they did you wrong, like cheated with everybody and their mom, if you in love with that man or that woman, you'd be so blinded by love that where you're like, dang, I just can't help it. I want to be with them still. So I feel like once you're truly in that situation, it's hard to really judge because telling you you hard you fall hard for someone who wants the same thing as you and y'all both committed and you're like look we together and you fall hard for this person like you can't say oh even though i found love with him or her i'm still gonna stay if they cheat with thousands of people i'm or no or no not that i'm sorry scratch that or some people out here say when i fall in love with my mate I'm going to leave as soon as they cheat on me with one person, even two. And they get in a situation and get cheated on and they stay. And you're like, I thought, and some of my friends talk like that. And I was talking to my friend Tania. I'm like, um, I thought you said you was going to leave if you got cheated on. She said, but like, I felt hard, like, but I just love them so much. You know, so you just never know until you get into that situation. Um, me, I, me, I, t- I really can't do it. I can't do it. I mean, for me, I don't believe in divorce. It's not an option for me. And I don't want to divorce Donovan for the second time because we, we are getting remarried twice. Some people judging saying, what? Like, <laughs> why remarry him? Because we have that love. And I don't know why we divorced in the first place. But I know if Donovan cheated on me, with this situation, I will forgive him. Now, he might be sleeping in a Motel 8 for a few weeks. But I'm in love with this man. Like, from head to toe, you know, I keep my body in check for him. I'm very attracted to this man. He's just a bomb. He's, I mean, it's not just the physical that's on point. You know, in the bedroom, I give him a 10, you know, and it's reciprocated. It's the way he treats me. I mean, he's a good man. He has a good job. But he treats me with so much respect and love. And when I met him in my new church that I haven't been to in a while, before the virus, I've been like once (laughs) over here. When I met him at um, this Baptist church I um, go to, used to go to, you know. So, okay. So I'm gonna get into my story of how I met my fiance for the second time, future husband for the second time. So, <coughs> and then we're eventually ended because I wanna hear my first episode and I'm excited to do this podcast and hopefully get one to two listeners 
besides myself because I want y'all to chime in and let me know because every topic I do I want you to like comment or say yeah I say someone cheated if I'm in love or no I couldn't do that like just let me know because these are like real topics like and we'll talk about education and politics and Black Lives Matter and I'll even talk about the riots and movements they're doing in DMV area we'll talk about interesting current events but I'm just glad to be on the podcast where I, I can actually have listeners and it's not just me recording myself talk anyway <coughs> so I'm going to get into how I met my fiance so I was at church um at Olive Baptist Church and you know service going on and sometimes they don't do it every Sunday but sometimes they would do prayer circles so I did a prayer circle with basically you do prayer circles with people sitting in your like area so I always sit in the middle so you know we did a prayer circle and we holding hands with people in a prayer circle and everything and he came up you know to hold, hold hands with me in a prayer circle and you know I saw him before like the Sunday before where he would sit behind me so I'm kind of like is this dude feeling me like that like he's sitting behind me he's checking me out he looked good so we do the prayer circle and we you know when you praying praying you hold hands you either on your knees by yourself or holding hands or wherever you go to pray if you believe in God if not you know do you so <coughs> it's the prayer circle time and he comes up to me, and we hold our hands, you know, in the circle. Not just me and him, but I'm telling you, honey, when he came up to hold my hand when we were praying, woo, girl, I tell you, ain't nothing like the real thing. You know, like, it just felt so comfortable. It felt so natural. It felt real because holding his hand, I was like, this is what I need, a good relationship in my life. Like, I need, I need a good man. Like, it was very natural. He made me feel comfortable. Basically, I felt like it was just me and him holding hands with nobody else around us. And that wasn't the case, but that's how I felt. I just felt very comfortable holding his hand. It wasn't awkward. This is our first time meeting in church. And um, he just, the way he held my hand made me feel so comfortable and protected. And uh, I was like, man, I got to know this guy's name. So... After church, he greeted me, you know, flirted with me a little, act like he wanted to shake my hand, and, you know, we introduced each other, you know, exchanged information, and I gave him a good hug. Oof, ain't nothing like hugging a fine man, okay? He looked like an NFL player, like, oh my gosh, and he wore glasses too. He had this deep voice, like, I hope you have a blessed day now. I hope I do. <laughs> so, after we exchanged info and met, you know, greeted each other, you know, it's been inseparable ever since. And I never forgot about our hug. And, and just like when he hugged me, it felt so warm. It just felt so comfortable. It felt good. I'll be, I'll be real. You know, I was trying to leave my whole days in the past. But when I hugged him, I was like, oh, he could get it like today. You know, and that's like, why would you say that in church? Like, you in church and you talking about sleeping with someone you ain't married to, you know? So, you know, but I'm human. I like sex, you know? 
I was a little thought. I got five different baby daddies. Don't judge me, you know. But it just felt so good. I was like, man, you can so get it. Like, I have your kids, you know. But ever since then, um, since we met at the church, we've been talking, hanging out, getting to know each other more, likes, dislikes, what we want in the future. We wanted the same things, and we just naturally got along. And, like, we were good to each other. But, like, he was just so good to me. And, you know, I would get a little emotional about him because I would tell him, I'm like, you know, no one's perfect, and I know you're not perfect, but I just feel like you're so right for me because... And the reason why I got emotional about my relationship with him is because I've been through so many bad relationships with men. Like, you don't know. Like, I've been hurt even by dudes in entertainment. Like, I mean, let's be real. You're going to... You gonna get hurt if you deal with the entertainer, a star. Probably will, unless they are a stand-up guy. You get hurt by them. They're all the same. Well, most of them. I won't say all, of them, but a lot of them. So I've been hurt. I had my heart broken by men. I've been verbally, physically abused by men. Um, almost raped. Sexually harassed. Uh, cheated on like I just been through the dirt I could write a book on my life about my relationships with men and with people in general there was a lot of good ones but there was a lot of messed up ones too you know but the reason why I got emotional about meeting him and how I still do is because he just he was the man I needed to come in my life because he just made me feel comfortable. He made me feel loved and beautiful without saying a word, you know? And I love that in a man, and I didn't expect to meet him at all. I didn't go, I don't go to church to get a man. I don't go here. I don't go for that. I go for the purpose of the purpose of the um, place. Like, you go to church, worship God, pray, go to school, get education, get a degree, or just go to class. Not to get a man. Look, a man who find it for wife will find it for good thing. He came and found me. <laughs> that ain't my fault. So, you know, I'm lucky and blessed that I have a good man. He's loves God. He's a man of God. And um, as far as church, we don't have to worry about that. We go to church together, the same church. So, you know, that part was like, phew, I got to worry about if you believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Because I met him in church. So as far as him going to church, even if he we had to move because of a job he took, I ain't going to worry about it. It's like, you and me going to be in church because that's where I met you. So I'm lucky enough and blessed with some woman met their spouses in church or wherever. Let's be real. If you're a Christian, that's the best place to meet your man, your husband, your mate is in church. I'm telling you. And, like, it doesn't mean they're perfect. It doesn't even mean they're godly. I'm not saying that. But as far as worrying about them trying to be right with God, it's like, look, they trying. They wanted to come to church because they wanted to. Some men, oh, they, some men go to find women and get women. That, that's better than the club. At least he likes church enough to go and put on a suit and tie. You know? So I respect a man like that. And they might have been gone before they met you. So... He just, I know I go on about it. It's like, man, you sound so in love with him, you know, and I am. But, and it's reciprocated. And you know the saying, 
tall, dark, and handsome. He truly is that. Tall, beautifully dark skinned, and handsome. And plays football. He could have been in the NFL. I could be married to an NFL player. I'm not even playing. He even, he said he got scholarship to go to um, college, college in Virginia, you know, to play football because he's so good. Like, if you look at my fiance, you'll be like, whoa, he looks like a football. He looks like a football player. Very buff. Very buff. Buff. And yeah, he didn't knock me up before we got married, but... You know, I couldn't help it. I'm very attracted to him. I've never really been this attracted to a man. But um, that's really our love story, our relationship. You know, I'll talk about the downs. Like, it's not perfect. There's certain things we disagree on when it comes to politics. There's certain things we disagree on when it comes to shows and movies. I mean, it's silly, cute stuff. Some of my friends are like, oh, that's cute. You disagree over movies and stuff and what you want to watch. I'm like, yeah, but... You know, because sometimes, you know how men are, sometimes he's a football head. I mean, he's a football player. So we'll be sitting down and watching TV, and I'm like, babe, let's watch a rom-com. Let's watch, like, a movie, a romantic comedy, and chill. And he's like, nah, you know, the Jets are playing today, or the Redskins, whatever. I'm not into football. You know, my game's on, my game's on, baby. We finna, we finna watch NFL. And I'm like, Donovan, like, we finna watch a movie. We're not watching it. He's like, look, girl, I love you everything, but don't get in the way of my football. You know how men are when it comes to football? They don't want to, they don't want you in their way. They don't want you standing in front of the TV. They don't want you talking to them. Look, I'm around, my whole family's football heads, you know? And I'm about to marry one, and he's a fanatic. And I'm like, I get it. You're a football player. But... I'm like, babe, why can't we just watch nice movies? Like a romantic comedy. Excuse me, y'all. I just ate and got gas. You know, romantic comedy or something that's not sports. And he's like, look, I like my football. So sometimes we disagree on that. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only lady who goes through that with her man. Because when it, I mean, you know how men get when their game's on just stay out their way like they get so into it they get upset they you know start acting like animals it's just ridiculous and I can't deal with it but I'm like look I'm gonna let you watch your football today but tomorrow we're watching what I want to watch then eventually he's like okay okay I get it we'll watch what you want to watch tomorrow I'm like yeah so we'll disagree sometimes over what we watch on tv even sometimes where we go eat, but eventually he's so whipped by me. If I'm like, look, we're going to Olive Garden. And he's like, I want to do Red Lobster. I'm like, I said Olive Garden. And he, then, look, he'll be like, hey, wherever you want to go. And eventually he'll he'll succumb. But, yeah, we have ups and downs. I mean, our relationship is very healthy. You know, we show PDA, hug and love on each other every time we see each other. But... I forgot what I'm saying. But it's not, I mean, no relationship's perfect. Ours isn't. Nobody's relationship is. If it is, you're lying. But it's very healthy, that's for sure. All my kids like him. 
uh, because their baby daddies, I mean, their fathers, my baby daddies, their fathers aren't in their lives. Very sad, but he's basically stepped up and been that man role, that man role and that father role to my kids. And they love him. They love Donovan whenever he comes around. They all run up to hug him. And my parents love him and his family loves me. And, you know, it's just worked out great, but, you know, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed enough to have found my husband in, in church. He found me, basically. So, you know, we got a healthy home here, healthy thing going. But if he cheats, there's going to be some punishment on his behalf, you know. But, you know, I love him so much that I don't want to leave him again. So I believe we will stay together. But, um... We've been together about three years, so happy three year, baby. You know, I love you, everything. But yeah, that's so that's my relationship with my man. But I just know that if you want to stay with cheating, lay down some ground rules and don't just accept it and don't just brush it off. Just let him know look, if you keep doing it again, I will divorce you, I will leave you. It will be a wrap. Just like let these men know, like. My thing, I'll say this before I end this podcast. I'll say this with relationships. If your man or husband cheats and you, you're willing to forgive and stay, I respect it. I'm all for second chances. That's what I'm getting to. I'm all for second chances. But don't give him a second chance and then let him be do what he wants. I'm going to give you a second chance, baby. And if you cheat again, it's all good. We're still going to be good. No. My thing is, this is my advice. Give your man or your lady a second chance. If you want to. If you love them. But give them ground rules and say, look, you cheat on me again. It's a wrap. It's over. We'll share custody. I'm gone. I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. We'll deal with each other for the kid's sake. And that's it. That's the type of discipline or that's the type of warning you ought to give your mate. Like, look, I'm going to give you another chance, but you're not going to do it again. If you do, it will be over. And if someone loves you, they'll, they'll try their hardest never to cheat again. If they don't, they'll do it again and not care. So that's all for the podcast on this evening. My voice is getting dry and everything. But we faced, you know, we talked about a lot of topics. You got to know me a little more. You know, you got to hear this and that about my life, what I've been through, who I am. Um, So I'm getting thirsty. I need some water. So I'm your girl, Tina Moore here. You are listening to 102.3 Magic in the Air. And I'm out. Bye.